Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <laughs> Here we go into the happy hour, everybody. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 501 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. We're spread out all over the southwestern part of the United States today. Scraby's in the Odyssey Palace in San Diego. Tony, Peoria, Arizona, where the Padres defeated the Royals. Well, they're not in Peoria, but in the Phoenix area, the Padres recorded a victory over the Royals today, 6-3. to And uh, Oscar Mercado hit a couple of home runs for the, uh, the Friars today. Uh, I'm in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, so we are truly spread out today as we uh, bring you the program Kirk. and got a happy got a half a happy hour to go here, and we got to finish up our Big Five. And uh, Padres sorry to win. Tony. I'm sorry to Tony because I told yes. him to go, and then he looks at me in the camera, and I'm pointing at him, and I thought he was saying I'm finishing chewing something, and so I tell Chris, you have to do it. He's chewing something, and then we open the cameras, and Tony's like, I was ready to go, bro. What? Oh, come I was, on. I, great. I, I literally said, welcome back in to Gwen and Chris, and, and you know, it's funny. I said 6.02 on the clock, and that's when you came in, and you were like la- kind of laughing, so I thought you were like making fun of me for using the wrong time again. Oh, no. But, but actually, you were just you were just coming in because you couldn't hear me talking over you. At oh, that my God. You know, Scraby, you'd make a, a terrific traffic cop. i got to tell you. <laughs> well, I would not. Try to organize have, this thing. I have too many different hand signals for the traffic, okay? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I, yes, yes but your hand signals crazy. don't work when we're, on the, uh, when we're spread out like this. I know. I know. The, the, yeah. the being spread out thing, we have to get used to this again. But, yeah, we do. Uh, did you guys want to go with this final Big Five topic before we get back yes. into spring training? Okay, so let's, let's get, get to it. it. One. Now, we all know that Liv has a bunch of great players now golfing under their name, but the Masters invited twenty or 12 Liv guys to the tournament. And so apparently that's roughly 20% of Liv golf is going to be at the Masters. But Taylor Gooch, who plays for Liv, he did an interview with Australian Golf Digest, 
And he did not receive an invitation to the Masters. So this is what he said. And Rory McIlroy catching strays over here. <laughs> he said, "If Rory, quote, if Rory McIlroy goes and completes his Grand Slam without some of the best players in the world, there's just going to be an asterisk. It's just the reality. And then the internet took a turn on Taylor Gooch and de- oh, decided, do that, it, Gooch. decided that they were going to tell him that no one really cares about him in his golfing because no one really knows who he is. But again, twenty percent of live is in Masters. So this uh, golf reporter Dan Rappaport is saying. So what Taylor Gooch really means is there would be an asterisk on or- Rory's win because Taylor Gooch isn't in the field. <laughs> so um, my question on this one would be, and I'm going to go with Tony first. Does he have a point on Nah? Overreaction or Nah? Remember that game we did? <laughs> Wait, because he. Because he didn't get invited to the Masters? He is claiming it's because live golfers didn't get invited. Some of the live golfers. So but, some of the best players in the world aren't going to be there. Okay, well, I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Gooch. I don't know that you uh, qualify. You clearly don't qualify no. to, to go. So, I mean, it's a big old hang with him. Yeah. It's kind of a bad quote. Big though, old right? hang with him. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Well, what I think is when you brought up in the last segment that we're going to talk about Taylor Gooch, I had no <laughs> idea what sport we were even going to talk about. So I've never even heard of this guy. So, you know, it's a good way for him to get his name out there. But, you know, I'm not a fan of guys getting their name out there by saying stupid stuff. <laughs> and he clearly just said stupid stuff here. I'm, You know, I mean, the, the top, what, I'm sure they're taking the top 12 live golfers. Or, they are know, the biggest names. There's going to be 12 live so, golfers in the field, which is roughly 20% of Liv's yeah. roster. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from anybody if they. I mean, got, Rory McIlroy to win the Grand Slam, that's quite a claim, by the way. I, I don't know that anybody's ever won the golf Grand Slam. Oh, no, in they a, have. In a, in a calendar year? Ooh. You've got to go back to like Bobby Jones in 1920 did or something. Tiger, like that. Or no, Tiger did the Tiger Slam. Yeah, he did the Tiger Slam, but I mean. To, to go ahead and predict that somebody might win the golf Grand Slam, that's oh, a little... I, he's saying career Grand out Slam, because Rory only needs yeah, a Masters needs, victory. Yeah. Oh, that's I what see. He's yeah, okay. yeah, he's not oh, saying in the full year. Yeah, well, there's no asterisk, I'm sorry. I mean, you win any golf tournament, there's no asterisk as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know how hard it is to win a golf tournament? Come on. It's One of the easy. hardest things in sports. You got like 100 people in the field. How many people are in the Masters field? 80? 75, yeah, 80? Probably around there, maybe up to 100, yeah. depending on the well, old you guys. you got to have a lot of things go well for you. Uh, I, you know, th- it's crazy. I don't know. Did you see the story that John Rahm is trying to talk Tiger <laughs> into joining the Live Tour and Tiger won't return his phone calls? Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah, ghosting Tiger's, anyway. Tiger's telling John Rahm to I, leave I don't him alone, know, basically. I don't know if it's about John Rahm. Wanting to get Tiger to come to live, or if it's about John Rom trying to explain himself moving to oh, live. Oh, I see. I, I, I'm okay. not sure. I, I, it was kind of confusing, but I, I think it's John Rom just wants to kind of you know explain. I don't know if he wants to explain himself about why he made the move, but he clearly wants to have that conversation. He doesn't have to explain six hundred million dollars. He doesn't. They paid him. He doesn't. I, yeah. I was watching the match last night and. Uh, it was the golf tournament that was on TNT, and it, it just doesn't, like, golf just doesn't feel the same to me anymore. And it doesn't mm. feel, it doesn't feel like a, like, it's something that I could really follow right now. It just this doesn't. Is, yeah. I think the Masters you can follow. Oh, I mean, yeah, the Masters the to Masters. me is legit. Are you kidding me? The Masters is, all right. <laughs> 
had that bad boy ready. Thank you, friends. Thank you, friends. I, <laughs> the Masters is certainly legit. I, I, you know, I think the majors are still legit. But yeah, the rest of the sport needs to pick me up right now, and they need to figure out a way to combine these two tours. But yeah, you agree. know, I, the one thing I found was interesting with the match last night was that you had, you know, the LPGA players. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, Lexi Thompson Ro- and Rose Zhang. Yeah, you had them playing alongside uh, Homa and uh, and Rory. Yeah, and you know that's the one thing that I think is fabulous about golf that you can get the LPGA players out there with the with the guys, and they can hold their own. I mean, obviously there's a different tee for them, you know, but that that sport still works in that regard. And I'm bringing this up because apparently John McEnroe got himself into some hot water a oh, short yeah. time ago. Because he claimed, somebody asked him how Serena Williams would do if she played on the men's tour when she was in her prime. And John McEnroe said she'd get her butt kicked. And everybody thinks that he's being sexist and he's being, you know, he's taking a a shot at Serena. He's just answering the question. And he said he doesn't think she'd even be in the top 100 in the world on the men's tour. And people really gave him a hard time about that. But I hate to say it. John McEnroe's 100% right. Uh, on the tennis tour, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different world out there. And even Serena admitted as much that if she were out there, I mean, there's no way she could, you know, return serves and, re- and read the shots of these guys. It's too much pace. And it's, it's a different deal in tennis. And, and I, I, you know, sometimes I think people just try to pick on John McEnroe to pick on him. And, and I like his honest approach. And, and in this case, he wasn't political, but he was, he was right. I hate to say it. You guys just going to leave me hanging there? Yeah, I'm going to let everybody – I'm just going to let everybody think about that. Let that sink in for a second. No, it's like Annika Sorenstam when she played with, on the PGA Tour that one time in Texas, and she, she definitely held her own, but she didn't I, – I don't think she made the cut or she was far off of the lead. But even she was like, yeah, this is this is a different kind of animal because of the distance, because of some of the thing, ways that the golf course plays and certain things like that. I well, don't she think was it's... trying to hit approach shots from 180 yards yeah. where the other guy hitting approach shots from 80 yards. And uh, yeah, and also a big advantage. 180 them. yards for a PGA Tour player is, is like a eight iron, nine iron almost. And then yeah. for, for LPGA players, it might be a four iron or a five iron or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's no shame in the fact that the women in, in golf and in tennis, it, it, it's not the same sport. It's okay. We still love, I, I love the women's tennis tour better than the men's tour. I like watching them play better. But that doesn't mean that they can beat the men. And, and it's okay. John McEnroe was just stating a truth. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm out here on this island by myself. Wait, and... can I, uh, ask me the question, please. Oh, you wait. What the what, the golf question? What, wait, how? Did, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm confused. How did we get to? Because I brought up to... the match. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I I don't disagree with you, Chris. I mean, I, I know that's. I don't know why that that doesn't need to be sexist though. That's just like no, it's not. Yeah. It's it's. Um, you know, I think that's just a that's just a that's just a fact. You know, I, I doesn't mean they couldn't hang. That just it just means like it would be it would be something if Serena was out there because she's she's the hardest serve. She was when she was on tour. She was the hardest serving right. female. Right? It was like a, you see, like one twenty. Yeah. Right. 
those guys are like getting it at like what one like 150 oh my goodness something yeah, crazy could, like that i mean they can handle it i they had some exhibition where serena and venus both played against some guy who was about 250 in the world and you know unfortunately for for serena and venus they lost six ones and then uh, the other one lost six oh i mean they didn't get anything off this guy and I mean, these men, they, they're at a whole nother level, and that's okay. I still love the women's tennis tour. I love to watch them play. I know they're in San Diego yeah, this the week. Yeah, the women's tour is by far the better, in It's my more opinion. enjoyable to yeah. watch. I, I, I really sure. like the tennis and the way they play, and, you know, there's a little more, you know, volleying back and forth and placement and things like that. The men are just so powerful. It's, you know, they just blow each other off the court with their serve. All right, never mind. Let's move on to something to get me out of this. It's all good. I know. No, we are in three different spots, and and it's uh, we're lagging in one spot, and so we'll we'll make it right. But um, did you hear? Well, we do need to talk some Padres. Get your guys' quick opinions in the next segment. But also, Tyree Kill is in the news again for something not good, and oh, so I'll have to tell you about that too. We doing that on the other side? Yeah, let's head to traffic. Let's go to track. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 619 here in the desert. 519 there in San Diego. Tony Gwynn Jr. Hello. Matthew Scraby. It's uh, also 619 here in Albuquerque, Tony, in case you're wondering. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, 619 in the you. Kirk. In the Kirk, yeah. In the Kirk. Tony's really trying to get the Kirk. No, the Kirk. <laughs> I'm not trying. The Kirk has already been there, man. It's, it's been like that since I was. How many games do you play here, Play here, Tony? Do you ever play in, the, in Albuquerque in the PCL? Oh or? Yes, I did. I played for the Isotopes for quite some time. That's awesome. That is yeah, so. awesome that you got to play for the Isotopes because I think that's one of the best names in minor league baseball. <laughs> I got to play for the Isotopes. I got to play in that stadium when it first opened in the uh, Mountain West Conference Championship in 2003. 
Yeah, it's um, right across the street from the uh, university, isn't it? The isotope yeah, it is. field. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's uh, a bandbox, yeah. from what I recall. Uh, it's not. It's not a. It plays like a bandbox because okay. of the the wind that runs through there at you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen miles per hour, uh, and you're in, and you're up in altitude too. So yeah, um, you got like the best of both worlds: wind and light air as a hitter. <laughs> uh, so I I, I got I, I enjoyed hitting there for sure. Uh, we uh, where are we going? This, did we talk about this? About this segment, I know we got next segment. Yes, we we got we got some quick reaction to the the spring training game today from where you were sitting, Tony, because Chris was traveling, so you could fill us in, and then we were going to touch on Tyreek Hill at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, 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 like I said earlier, I think uh, there were some some high notes. Um, uh, home looked good. Cosgrove looked good. You Darvish was phenomenal to start today. Um, Jackson Merrill. Uh, continues to impress. Today he was in center um, and uh, looked good. Uh, you had um, Mercado, who had the two-homer day. He 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 did his thing. Um, Padres, uh, they they had a good day today. This was this was one of their better days in terms of um, you know trying to work on some of the things that they didn't do well as a team last year, and then individual performances as you know all of the uh the the battles you know start you know yeah all the it seemed like all the outfielders didn't hurt themselves today that were that were in competition um the relievers all threw the ball I mean Suarez was probably the only one who didn't throw the ball that well in his one inning of work um which you know depending on with what's going to happen what's what's up with Matsui and those back spasms cuz remember he's he's not built up he's still you know that was his one at one and only outing so he's going to be behind when he is able to come back and play. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. But all in all, today was a good day. One thing I'd like to know, Tony, is uh, you were talking uh, in the fourth or fifth broadcast with Jesse uh, that you're, you know, you're still kind of getting your game legs under you in the booth. Oh, yeah. Uh, but where's Jesse Agler? I mean, has he just hit the ground running? Is he already in midseason form, or is he trying some new things out as well? Uh, I would think I would say that he would tell you that he's not in midseason form right now. Uh, well, he, he is, sounds he, like he is. He, he you know, we, we are both working, trying to you know find a <laughs> rhythm and 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 you know these games. It's, it's difficult because you know you got so many changes. It's hard to get into a flow. Right, you don't know who's the char- in the game. When, right, when the characters change uh, so often, and so, uh, but you know that's kind of them's are the breaks of spring training. And so, what's what what I like about spring training, you know, is by the end, you've got to see like some of the people who were competing um, that fell short, or or some of the young guys that come up and have some good springs, and you just kind of pile that in the back of your head because then the next year comes. And you got to have a little bit of an expectation of of what you're gonna what you're gonna see from them. Yeah, and the other thing about spring training nowadays is even when you're playing the Royals, you know you know you're going to see them again in the regular season because you see everybody in the regular season. So you get a little preview of all you know a lot of those teams. Did you guys see? Uh, uh, did you guys see that? I didn't see it yet, but I heard Otani went deep today. Oh, oh my goodness. yes, and let he me tell you. He just launched it onto the lawn. <laughs> Left center field, Tony. And I don't know how he hit it there because it was an inside pitch. And you tell me how a left-handed hitter takes an inside fastball. And 
in a lot of ways inside outs it over the wall. I mean, you have come to be on, some kind of strong. That is impressive. And it was his, what is his second or third at bat scrape? It was his third at bat. Here's my issue: is that last you have night, an issue? Last night in the scrape show, <laughs> I I went off about the Juan Soto coverage and how ridiculous and sensational they're making everything that he does in New York. And because I logged onto MLB.com yesterday, and right in the middle of the page. Juan Soto, mid-season form. It's like, really? It's been two games in spring training. But what the MLB posted was uh, Shohei Otani goes deep in his his spring training Dodger debut. And so I was like, no way did this guy hit a first at-bat home run. It wasn't. It was the it, third. They were dressing the pig up to make it look a little bit more more dramatic. It was actually the fifth. No, I mean home. third at-bat. Yeah, fifth oh, yeah, inning, yeah. third at-bat. Um, yeah, but still, you got to give the guy a little credit, Scrape. He's been sitting on the sidelines coming off a surgery. He hasn't played in a game in five months, and he launches one. I and mean, as I is... said last night, I'm not mad at the athlete. I'm mad at the headline writer. Uh, yeah, uh, that, was, that ball was like inner third. He freaking just... Yeah, you don't hit those to left off. center field, right, Tony? I mean, I mean that's, 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 that's when you turn on. That's big guy stuff right there. That's uh, big no, guy stuff. Nonetheless, uh, Padres had a good day today. Um, I wish I, I wish I uh, knew who was throwing tomorrow. I think I, I can't remember. Who. I think I heard, I saw it earlier Let today. Let me go look. Um, we'll be at White Sox, I believe. Yes, tomorrow. it's it's farther for you. Shy Sox, yeah, Glendale. How was the traffic today, Tony? Oh, it's atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was so bad. So bad. Took me an hour and some change to get back into the house. What is it like? Ten miles away? No, I mean, well, I'm staying further out this time. Uh, but still, an hour. That's yeah, crazy. No. That is crazy. It's Matt Waldron tomorrow, the knuckleballer. He pitched good his first outing. He did. Camelback Ranch. That's the farthest one, right? That's where the no, Dodgers not play. Not even close. Oh, no. I didn't know that. The farthest one. Is Mesa where we're going? I think the Thursday. Oh, that's the one you're like. I that's can't the, make it. Yeah, that's going to be the, that's the Oakland one right there. I believe. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I said. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Aztecs are uh, when do Aztecs play again. They're tonight. Tonight. They're, they're tonight. Got San Jose State. They got the late game tonight, eight o'clock. Oh, it's on CBS. Hops. I can watch it. Little CBS Sports uh, Network and. Uh, you know, I mean, this is a gimme on the, on paper. I mean, the Aztecs are favored by 21 points. But as Brian Dutcher said today in Mark Ziegler's article, he doesn't remember any of that. All he remembers is the first time they played San Jose State. They needed an unbelievable play by Jay Powell to oh, block right. the last second shot and win the game. And he's not taking this one for granted, and he doesn't take it for – and Ziegler had a great article, as he always does – but he pointed out that the Aztecs have this incredible streak going, Tony, that against the quad three and quad four opponents, which San Jose State I is, saw the this, lesser yeah. teams, they've won 57 games in a row against those teams. They have not had a bad loss in like five years. And I'm not trying to foretell one tonight. That's just really impressive. I mean, to show up and take everybody's best shot the way the Aztecs do and, you know, find a way to get it done. And, 
I think it's, you know, Brian Dutcher's way of doing things. He, he will not allow his team to rest and, and, and go into a game not ready to play. And, you know, you talk about great coaching. That, that is a part of great coaching is to always have your team prepared, especially against teams you should beat. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's what's made them special. I, I think it's also a test. It also shows you how difficult the Mountain West Conference is this year, right? They haven't been able to put some of these games away on the road because uh, this conference has been so legit this year. And, and so yeah. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem come tournament time because, hey, you're on a neutral site anyway. So there isn't any road games, and we know how, we know how this team can defend. Ultimately, that's the thing that's going to, you know. You know, it was really interesting, too, was Mark Fisher, Steve's son, who is still on the coaching staff. They asked him, you know, uh, the broadcasters asked him before the last game in Fresno why he thought they hadn't played as well on the road. And everybody's looked to the Aztecs and their offense, and they didn't shoot the ball as well, and they didn't execute down the stretch in some of those games. But Mark Fisher's reaction to why they weren't playing as well on the road was that their defense was not up to their ability. Yeah, And he just said, you know, they weren't changing games with their defense. At home, they're always making plays on defense to set up their offense. And he felt that they need to play better defense. I just thought that was interesting because really nobody was looking at the defense. And he said, you know, for us to be as good as we can be, we have to be elite at that end of the floor, and he goes, we haven't been on the road. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's I think it's spot on. I mean, I think we talked about it the last game. It was hard to remember the last time the Aztecs let a team shoot 50, close to 50%. That's right. Yeah, and Utah so, State did, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. so, I mean, it, that's, that's that's I mean, he, I mean, there's a reason why he's on the staff. He, he knows that team inside and out. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to break. When we come back... Uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna play some of the uh, Michael King interview from our guys in the morning, Ben and Woods, uh, and plus we'll have some more Padre talk right here. Who and Chris? Six thirty-six on the clock here in the desert. Five thirty-seven now there in San Diego. Also six thirty-seven out in the Kirk, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Chris will be in the pit tomorrow. Chris. I love the pit. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, I always get a I, I always get a charge out of walking into that building, Tony. It's uh, they have this humongous ramp that goes yeah, down do. to the floor level, and one of the things the men and women's basketball players all like to do is try. They stand at the bottom of the ramp. They get a running start and they try to roll a basketball up the ramp and get it all the way to the top. And it's next to impossible to do, but I don't know. It's something they all enjoy, can I tell you? <laughs> Isn't that what um, Spirit you said, that the pit is kind of hard to get around because there's lots of, like, inclines and all that? Uh, not any. I mean, you know, if you walk up the stairs from the floor to the concourse level, you're going to be out of breath. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Because of the not, altitude. I, I got to go in there. We were there to play uh, New Mexico one, one year and kind of snuck in to see what the inside of the pit was like. It's pretty legit. I mean, yeah, it's it looks legit. Like... It's a great, great venue. And the, the fans here, although definitely rude, 
are very loud, and it makes for a really fun atmosphere. I, I always enjoy coming in and playing a game here. They they even yell at the broadcaster here, so I, I kind of <laughs> get a kick out of it. What do All they right, yell uh, at you for? Like, hey, you're describing that play wrong. <laughs> you stink. Go the hell back home, you soft Southern Californian. You know, oh stuff like gosh. that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. They don't mess around. Going for the jug. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, uh, let's check some traffic and then uh, get into this Michael King interview. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, so uh, real quick, I found this headline on the news I was searching, and it's about Anthony Rendon. He has opened himself up to this, I think, but the headline of this article is, Congrats to LA Angels' Anthony Rendon, who played in a baseball game over the weekend, (laughs) which I think is is kind of hilarious, actually. Uh, Michael King was on with Ben and Woods this morning, so if you want to hear the full interview, you can go to 97.3thefansd.com. And he had a lot of good things to say. When Tony and I talked to him, you know, maybe a month and a half ago, like his energy was through the roof and his energy is continuing to be through the roof. But one of the things I found interesting was his transition to the Padres. And he said he feels much better because of something that his teammate did for him. Honestly, I I think it's been a much easier transition because of the pitching camp that we did in in January. Um, I know Musgrove put it on, so I'm super appreciative of him. Not only just to meet a couple of the pitchers, but the staff too. And I didn't have to come in and learn 200 people's names. Yeah. You know, I, I had a good week to really get to get to know all these guys. And um, it's been a much easier transition because I, I, I didn't come into a spring training complex not knowing where I am and, and who I'm with. Sure. I, had, I knew exactly who I was with and just had to kind of learn the ropes here. There he is. That was good. Am I, I am a big fan of uh, Ben and Woods. But do you notice during every interview when we play a clip, whatever the uh, interviewee says, Woodsy throws a couple of sure in there. He likes to interject <laughs> that. But I just noticed that isn't in the last that like, answer. Isn't that like conversational? I, I do that. It's convers- I, 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 I definitely do that for sure. Oh, you do that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mind it. It is definitely conversational. But I know that when you're trying to play a clean soundbite, oh, this from is where a, it stems from. That's where it stems. That's where okay. it stems from. If you're trying to play a clean soundbite, you don't want the interviewer jumping in with a 
Sure. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well next time you step all over the answers, I will uh, make sure to send that over to the morning show. <laughs> yes. You please return. They're probably listening right now and they're not pleased. <laughs> oh, um, there you go. Michael King. He does sound like Sam told me something today that was pretty surprising, but he put out a number of number of innings he wanted to pitch this year. And he said he wanted to hit 180 and he referenced Good. Seth he Lugo. One, he said 180 to 200 is what he said. Oh, 180 to see, Sam just gave me the low range on that, but 180 is a lot. And we were looking through his numbers and everything and, he he has pitched, he's started, but it doesn't seem like he's gone more than, you know, he's not even close to 180 innings in his career. Well, so I mean, has... they're using a blueprint, possibly, of Seth Lugo as to how they're going to extend his innings. Well, I mean, if he makes 30 starts, I mean, six innings a start is 180 right there. So, I mean, you know, I think that's a good goal to have, and I think that's what you should be after. I mean, certainly, you know, Baseball and pitching and innings has changed over the time, but I I, I think it's good. I mean, you, you're not going to pitch that many innings if you don't think you're gonna. Yeah. All right. Once again, I'm just I'm just talking into the dead air. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it, no, it's just I, I, I was going. I tried to get in there. I was waiting for you to finish. Yeah, it's all uh, weird. I I think that um, yeah, I think Chris is right. You 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 have to at least think that now. The Padres ultimately will make the decision in terms of what they think is best for him. But his mindset has to be, I'm pitching 180 to 200 innings. That's my goal. Now, you know, if he's feeling good, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, they're going to you know, they're gonna watch his his, uh, his starts, try to bring his, have his innings down, increase a little bit, but not like, what was his max innings, uh, Scrape? You got it? Uh, let me double check before I give wrong information just trust it no don't trust it I'm <laughs> you, you you told the wrong guy to trust it because <laughs> i will throw it. out a number don't out there if you it. want me to his most innings ever according to baseball reference in a season last year 104.2 yeah i mean going to 180 i, I would love to yeah, see that's it that's a jump that's yeah, a that's big a jump. jump though seth yeah, seth is. didn't even get to 180 last year did he Lugo? No, but he jumped like eighty innings it's himself. Okay, so then maybe it's a maybe it's a possibility, but this is a young arm. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I hope he gets an opportunity to do it, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Padres are like, eh, maybe not one eighty. Seth Lugo had be careful. 146 be careful. innings pitched last year. I mean, and he missed 146? Yeah, and he missed time too. Don't forget that Blake Snell last year, winning the Cy Young Award, only recorded three outs all season long past the sixth inning. I mean, that's Wait, that's say amazing. That one more time? He only Blake Snell three outs recorded only three inning. outs past the sixth inning last year. Well, is that because he walked so many guys? His pitch count was way up. Well, maybe so, but I'm just saying. I mean, they 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 found something that worked with him, and they kept him, you know, around that six inning mark and. Guy wins the he Cy Young. Cy Young. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty, you know, that's pretty good managing right there. But it just shows how things are different, obviously, than they ever were before. And you know, if you are of the mindset that you're going to pitch seven or eight innings, I don't know that the Padres are going to allow that unless your pitch count is really, really low. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, he's got a chance, though. I mean, if Lugo went up from below what he was like 80 something wasn't he yeah he actually threw 100 innings twice in his career previous but he had 65 the year before he came to the padres 
So he made an 80, 80, 80 inning jump, basically. Yeah, he did. Which so we'll see. Is we'll a lot see. Of all right, I am going to move on to the next clip, but this one is about, again, about Joe Musgrove and his leadership, and so they asked him about Joe Musgrove, and Michael King described how helpful he's been. He's incredible, uh, extremely hard worker. Um, he, he almost makes me feel like I'm not doing enough, and I feel like I do a lot. So um, he's, he, I don't know if I've beaten him to the field yet this, this spring. Uh, he's here all the time, and then just talking to him baseball-wise, he's such a student of the game, and it's, it's great for me because... I had my nine starts last year, but I'm still learning as a starting pitcher. And now I got a guy like Joe that can actually teach me about his routine, his bullpen routine, uh, how he's attacking hitters, what he sees in different swings, why to do something in his second or third time through. And it's something that's like absolutely invaluable to me. Everybody loves no, no Joe. I mean, come on. He's the guy. Uh, yes. I, I, I don't know that we can say anything else about Joe. I mean, this dude is, um, He's he's everything you want in a leader. I mean, I, I think yeah. he is the the um, and he's and it's and it's and it's organic. It's not it's not forced. It's not like you don't have to pretend. It's 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 him. It's who he is. And so you know when you get a, when you get a guy like that, it generally makes every everybody else feel comfortable. I mean, and he's just like a. I mean, he he's a. As long as you are about the right stuff, um, he 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 he's he'll he'll be all in. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's it's a good it's a good to have him um, as one of the leaders of that team. They got they got a few of them, but he's certainly one of them. All right, we were talking about the innings and everything. So Michael King was also asked by Ben and Woods. Uh, excuse me. I... <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? Whoops. Hey, you know it's funny. You know the the one, uh, you know the one intro when we're coming in, and I like, like still yeah. on my spit. Yeah. yeah, I did that during the the broadcast, the webcast today. <laughs> what it, happened? Was, it, it was on a it was on a it was on a homer to left, and I just like, okay, <laughs> 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 it was right in the middle of my home run call, That's and amazing. I had to like that I had to like say, say apologize to everybody for. I don't know what that was. But. <laughs> Did Jesse look at you like, what was that? <laughs> no, Jesse no, just Jesse, kept it moving. He kept Jesse it moving. Jesse Agler looked over and said, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, here is the workload conversation and how they're going to try and get him more innings. Ruben said there's going to be no restrictions, um, but they're just going to monitor it. And and now I'm okay with that. They had Seth Lugo last year yep. go from 60 to 150 or whatever it is. And um, so – I I was appreciative. I, he said that we're going to monitor if your arm slot, arm slot starts dropping, if your velocity starts dropping. i got to be communicative about how my body's feeling. And as long as all those things are checking out, then he said you're full go. Um, I know Lugo's best month last year was in September. And so it's like a guy that has never pitched that much had his best month with all these innings on his arm. So um, I think it's great that I'm in the situation that I'm in because they just did it last year. Um, but I, I, I feel like there should be no restrictions i'm gonna make sure that i take care of my body and make sure that i'm, I'm healthy enough to do it yeah i mean uh you know all that is uh fine and dandy but let one of the, the degrees of your uh elbow in your in your 
and your windup have dropped down a little bit, you're going to miss a start, brother. You know, it's just, you know, they're going to tell you, they, it's like, uh, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll monitor it. Yeah, for sure. We'll monitor it as long as everything <laughs> checks, as long as everything checks out, uh, you'll, you'll be able to go full tilt, for sure. I think I would have been able to pitch a lot of innings because I threw so slow that my velocity would have never gone down. Oh, it would have never gone down. They would have never seen a a change over time. Yeah, they wouldn't have noticed the drop off. Man, this guy is still throwing heat. He's still throwing 75. This is wonderful. Chris, have you ever walked past one of those uh, gun radar guns and and thrown recently to see how fast you could throw? Like at the the ballpark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did one like two No, I'm not going to do that because I don't really feel like throwing my arm out. That's a good call. That's a good call. I did one two years ago, and it was so embarrassing. I never will do it again because yeah. I just do not have the arm for that. So no. um, I, I think that everything that Michael King said there is great, but we still have to see him go out and do it is what I'm the sentiment of the chat. So I have I am good with that. But I mean, you got to be feeling like everything is very upbeat and positive surrounding this guy. I yes. mean, you hear nothing but, you know, glowing reports from everybody who saw him with the Yankees and. He's done nothing to change that here in his first couple of spring. They, by the way, and, they by the way they all still need to go out and do it. Like I mean, yeah, that's like right. the, the that's like the theme of this year. Oh, you just gotta go out and do it because last year it didn't you didn't go down that way, you know. So everybody's under the same um, under the same idea that you know you're gonna have to. This is it's gonna be what happens on the field this year. There's paper's paper. It is. Point. It is. Uh, all right, last thing we'll hear from Michael King on Ben and Woods. Again, if you want to hear the full interview, bet, um, 97.3thefansd.com. But Michael King talked about the other pitchers that came with him in the Juan Soto trade. Great arms, yeah. I mean, uh, Brito and Vasquez are two young guys that I think have a ton of upside. I don't know if you've seen uh, – you probably saw Vasquez a couple days ago pitch. His stuff is absolutely electric. Um, once he figures out like sequences and, and learning swings and, and reading hitters, he's going to be an elite starter. Brito is almost already there. He he has such a good feel for his command, where his where his body's moving. Um, and it's another thing is, like you said, you got to think on the mound a little bit. You got to know who's on deck. You got to know the, the situation. And um, like this kid out there is is already doing it. And they're both mid twenties. It's it's really it's really impressive. Now I noticed Tony on the camera. You were nodding your head in agreement about they Brito. both got good. They both got no. It was Brito and Vasquez. Oh, they okay. both got really good stuff. But you can tell, you know. Brito went up against, if I'm not mistaken, he went up against the Dodgers, and I think he gave up the 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 homer in the first. Freddie, yeah, and then he didn't give up anything after that, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the stuff is there. I mean, Vasquez was running it up there around 97. Hmm. So uh, they got they they everything that Michael just said is 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 factual. Now, just because you throw hard and you got good stuff doesn't translate to you being able to get big leaguers out consistently, right? Because what we do know at the big league level, and you start to see it a lot in spring training, or you see it a lot in spring training, and it starts and it really separates the big leaguers from the the everybody else, and that's walks. Hmm. Like when you're walking people consistently in camp, I mean, you have to have exceptional stuff in order. I mean, otherwise, teams, just, they can't use you. If you're putting people on base on the big league level, you're going to get burned. Unless you're, you're Blake Snell, then you win the Cy Young. <laughs> yeah. And listen, if we're, if we're being honest, it, I bet you Blake could tell you 
he couldn't do he couldn't have another year in which he led the league in walks and led the league in strikeouts. Like that's you know that's such a it's never been done. He's the only person to ever do it. So I, I just even him who is who has the best stuff in baseball probably couldn't repeat that. That is a I cool. Have a, that, I have a question, Tony. Yeah, go for it. Just you know, comparing your dad and when he hit, and comparing you when you hit, and the velocity being what it is now. What adjustments would your dad have made, or what adjustments did he try to have you make, in order to keep up with the speed? I mean, you're talking about you know, Vasquez ninety-seven. I mean, everybody's ninety-seven, ninety-six. 90, I mean. You know, yeah. we've talked about it. When your dad played, there might be one guy on each staff who could throw that hard. Now everybody does. I mean, I mean, my dad would tell you that there would be no adjustment made for him because, you know, his his he wasn't the his objective was different than I think most hitters in today's league or today's they want to they want the ball to look and come off a certain way. Whereas my dad just he wanted to hit a line dry. He wanted to barrel the ball up on a on a line left center, left center to right center, and that would just get stayed that simple. He didn't have all these other thoughts, and so for him, he would tell you. I could hear his voice right now saying, "Get in position, take the swing," and that's what he would do. It's 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 just that simple. I think, um, and that's and that's in terms. Of, and I I just think that because he wasn't trying. He was trying to hit a line drive, and those turned into homers versus, you know, trying to really, like, drive the ball. I don't think – I think it's a different result. Best right. to do it that I ever saw. I can't wait for us to be in a better place tomorrow with our connections and all this other stuff. Yeah, no, this was a, this was a tough finish right here. <laughs> yes, it was. Chris? Yes? You want to take us out? <laughs> Sure. All right. The Scraby Chronicles are coming up next. I can't imagine what Scraby's daily gripe will be, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow, spread out all over the Southwest United States for Tony Gwynn Jr. and Mr. Scraby. Chris Ello, enjoy the rest of your evening, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.